0: Want to do tonight is spend one more night on the prologue. So we're in the very beginning of John. Um, Last week we looked at the prologue. Um, I was going to move on um, to um, the next part, which is John the Baptist, which we'll do next week. Um, And I was going to tell everybody who wore sandals, but
1: (laughs) 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 then I decided,
0: well, I want to stay one more day in the prologue. I mean, we actually probably could spend 10 weeks in the prologue knowing us. Um, but I do want to keep moving on through John, but I do want to look at some things in particular in the prologue, um, tonight. And what I'd like to do though, first is we did this last week and I want to do it again. I want to, um, I'm going to have, so just what I don't want you to do is look at your Bibles right now. I want you to just listen and I want to have Bill is going to read the prologue. Um, this is from the CSB version, so it's a little bit different than the ESV so you don't get confused when you hear it. But well, what I'd like you to do is just listen to Bill read it, and sort of like what I asked last week, is there anything in it what strikes you in hearing it again? There's a different version, but just is there anything that you just individually like pick up when you're listening to that and going, Okay, hmm, I didn't think about that or I didn't hear that before, or whatever it may be. Okay, so just just listen as he as he reads it.
2: In the beginning was the word and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through him, and apart from him not one thing was created that has been created. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to testify about the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was created through him, and yet the world did not recognize him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all that did receive him, He gave them the right to be children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not of natural descent, or or of the will of the flesh, or of the will of man, but of God. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. We observed his glory, the glory as one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him and exclaimed, This was the one of whom I said, The one coming after me ranks ahead of me, because he existed before me. Indeed, we have all received grace upon grace from his fullness. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The one and only Son, who is himself God and is at the Father's side, he has revealed him.
3: Alright.
0: So just anybody. I mean what anything that struck you this time listening to it? Anything you heard you and heard before? Or something that just like popped out to you? And just go ahead and listen to that again? You can open your Bibles if you want to. In fact, why don't you? Open up to hey Tom. Um, open up to um, the prologue in John, John one. If you guys need Bibles, we have Bibles. Um, you know,
1: because
0: there's one here. Great. We got that one. anybody else Thank need you. one? Yeah. Okay. Okay.
4: So, anything? Yeah. It kind of occurs to me that this is all about the message that John brought. Hmm. Okay. You know, this is. This is the message that he's bringing. Mm-hmm. And then um, he's, there's the message that he's bringing, and then he's connected to the message as the messenger.
5: Yeah, Okay.
3: Yeah.
5: I noticed in verse 5 that the way Bill read it, it was different. He said the darkness
2: did not overcome
5: it, I think you said.
0: Yeah, what is your saying? How is it saying that?
5: that? light shines in the darkness, and yet
2: the darkness did not overcome it. Yeah, because mine says did not comprehend it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. And, matter of fact, there's a note on this. It says, or grasp, or or comprehend, or
0: overtake. So the one you have right there says? Um, yes, yeah. the Oh, yeah, that's the, which one is that? That's the uh, New, King, New King James. New King James. New King James. Oh, okay. All right.
5: What do the what do your books say? Those booklets say. Yeah, the booklets say
0: the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Read yours again, Bill. Just says it says the same. Okay. verse five.
2: That light shines in the darkness, and yet the darkness did not overcome it. Yeah. Yeah. And again, a footnote on it saying that, or grasp, or comprehend, or overtake.
0: All right, anybody else? But I like um, the word grasp. Yeah. They, yeah. they didn't get it. <laughs> they didn't grasp it, they didn't get it. Yeah, that's all we wouldn't have got
5: it. Can I read a reference? Yeah. this Bible uh-huh, has a yeah. concordance and it takes you to John three nineteen. And this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world
2: and men love darkness rather than light because they're deeds to evil. Hmm. What verse was that Tom? Three nineteen.
3: Three oh,
6: nineteen? 319? Yeah, 319, 319.
1: 319. yeah. It's so after John 316.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. John, 3, John
1: 316 is the, yeah, the famous one. Yeah, it's it. one of the few of Lance, where you going to Yeah, I was drawn to a... He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. And it kind of draws me back to um, what Jeff was talking about, I believe it was two weeks ago, about the... The tax collector and the Pharisee, okay? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's important to separate ourselves from God because it's easy when we're surrounded in this community and we start to live in accordance with Him to really feel like we have elevated above other people. But we we aren't the light. We are here to bear witness to it and speak to its power. But we are never you're never in the same level with it. We are right. we are simply bearing witness. Yeah, Absolutely. very good reminder. Absolutely. Yeah. In what way
6: are we to be salt and light then, as the image of God, reflecting reflecting the light?
3: What do you think? <laughs> good answer. Yeah.
0: Jesus would ask, "What do you think?" <laughs> yeah. What do you think? Yeah so do you think you think that you 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 thought of that because of what Lance said just because of what he was saying yeah uh-huh. because
6: Jesus says we're to be salt and light right, the city right. On, a city on a hill um, cannot what, what is it the city on a hill cannot hide its light
0: yeah, yeah Matthew yeah but, but you're I, is, are you trying to balance that with Lance, or trying to think, okay, well, so we aren't...
6: Yeah, because we're, be, we're called to be salt and light. Uh-huh. Not, obviously not Christ, and the distinction in John is, John wasn't the Christ, because I think in, in certain places, they ask John if he is, and John says he's not, mm-hmm. right? So there's, there's a question of identity. Like, right. Who was John? Who was Jesus? Mm-hmm.
0: And I think, so you remember the, remember the reference that Jeff was talking about with that?
1: Um, goes back to what you were trying to say there, Lance, about... I, I don't recall the specific reference you made, but I like the words you just used to reflect. Um, yeah. like if you think about a big salt crystal and you shine a light on it, you're going to get blinded because that light is immediately reflected off of it. Mm. So in a sense, we can be the light, salt is the light, but it is merely just a reflection of the light that is shining on it. Yeah, it We don't generate the light. Yeah. We can reflect the light. Yeah, It can go yeah. through us, but we're not the light. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah.
6: Yeah. yeah, Greg gave us mir- mirrors
3: oh, that's
0: right. as an illustration
6: to teaching... Yeah, there's an Isaiah around
7: idols.
0: Yeah. And about how in Psalm one fifteen it talks about or Psalm one fifteen I think. Yeah. Right. About how we're to be a reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We're yeah. to reflect. Ref- when someone looks at us, we should be the reflecting image God, right? the image of God. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. In fact, the word image in in Genesis is really that sense of, it's not, it's the likeness of, but it's not the object itself. It's not the thing it's pointing to. It's like if you go into a city, and you see a lot of cities, you know, you see a statue in the middle of a city, you know, and that statue is sort of like representative of that city, you know, the person there in that statue, whatever, but that statue is not the person, it's representation of the person. So, yeah. Anybody else? What other things, anything else strike you And um, as he read through John, the prologue?
6: It seems like a, a good chapter to memorize. It's <laughs> it's like it's a yeah. good gospel presentation, mm-hmm. right? Even for somebody that has doesn't know anything yet, it's like that's a good summary of... Yeah. That contains a lot. A oh, lot of theology. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's you can almost that's almost like the full gospel there. Mm-hmm.
8: Almost, yeah.
0: There probably is a full gospel there. Yeah, <laughs>
8: yeah. I think it wraps up the whole gospel summary perfectly too. In verse eighteen, it says, "No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made Him known." Mm-hmm. And I love that last phrase, "He has made Him known," because mm-hmm. it's like obviously, it's this whole rest of this book is going to talk about who He actually is through Jesus, but it, I think it completes the, the prologue, because the beginning is talking about, like, Logos, and they don't know what that is, and it's, like, just this mystic, weird thing that they think you can't, that can't be known, right. and then this clearly says that it can be known before the rest of the book goes into who that actually is.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's not, that, that is the purpose of that last sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it basically just sort of sums up what, what's all been said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good job.
2: Yeah, in this translation, he has revealed him. Mm. Yeah. made him known, revealed mm-hmm. him. So I like that too. Yeah, it seems like uh,
6: a lot of agnostic people, I think their default is that you can't know God. Like, God may exist, but you can't know it's him. Like, like somewhere as a up.
3: default. Right, right. Like, because, you know, you can't see. Yes, you... Yeah, so it's like, mm-hmm.
6: he has revealed him, or he has made him known and then come see how, right, for the rest of the chapter, or the rest of the book.
0: Well, I think that goes along with what we were talking about last week, too, is from the Greek, and again, we're, our Western culture is formed in the Greek culture. We, we pick up a lot of Greek stuff, even in our Christianity, that's not biblical, <laughs> um, because we our our culture comes ultimately from the Greek culture, um, and one of those is that, I mean, in the Greek culture, like we talked about last week, gods could not be known. They were not, this is something outside us. You can't really know gods. Um, they would make sacrifices to all the gods, yeah. <laughs> but you couldn't really, there's definitely no relationship, as we think of a relationship. So, yeah. Anyone else? Um, anyone else, uh, anything in... Last week, uh, I
5: had the privilege, like Bill, to read that, that part, mm-hmm. and, as I said, it's a big privilege, and I, uh, I think it's the most beautiful section of the Bible,
3: mm.
5: Mm. as literature, but also, you know, basis, first cause type. This is, you know, the Word, and the, and, and God, and all the synonymous, and there's so much power here, and, uh... And I always thought this way because I remember years ago when I lived in Idaho, I was invited over to a friend's house for Christmas, and there, they, they were a uh, it was David Hemmings' family. He's a big shot English producer and actor. He's now passed away. Remember the movie The Gladiator? The oh, yeah. oh yeah. And there was a debauched uh, a bureaucrat that ministered to uh, hmm. the emperor in the Colosseum. Yeah. That was David Hemmings. That was his last part.
3: Wow. Oh, oh. <laughs>
5: But anyway, his family—they're none of them are believers—and and I was over there for Christmas Eve dinner, and, um, and I think the Lord just spoke to me I said, "Let me read something for you guys." And I read them this first, about the first twenty
4: verses or. so. Huh.
5: Hmm. Which one did you read? Because about? it was in in the Old King James. You know, they're all English these okay. people, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And, the, and the boys were all teenagers. They were like kind of like
2: pour
0: uh, out. That's heavy. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I think it planted a seed, but I mean, yeah. it yeah. shows the power. I mean, yeah, you let the word just speak for itself. Yeah.
5: It, but it, it, it for, I guess you could say for a non-believer, it shows how beautiful Christianity is in, in terms of a cultural uh, communication, you know.
3: Yeah.
4: That's... yeah. Eric. Um, Eric. <clears throat> I, I use our study to spend some time with my wife reading what we're going to read here so I can appear smarter than I am. <laughs> and last night uh, we read the preamble again and I asked her, I, I said where, where, did, where did John get his anointing? Well, why was he the one that was placed in this position? And she said, I don't know. I don't know either. So we asked Google. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask that question right now. That's what you said and, that too. And, and what Google led us to was Luke. Oh, then the angel of the Lord appeared to Zach Zac- Zacchaeus, standing yes, on the right. right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacchaeus saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, "Do not be afraid, Zacchaeus. Zac- for your prayer is heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and she sh- you shall call his name John.
3: Mm-hmm. And
4: you will have mm-hmm. joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb." Mm-hmm. And so Google did a good job on that one. Yeah. That's not bad. <laughs> hey. And so we went, went a little farther, and Gabriel was the angel mm-hmm. that came and said, this is a message from God, and John's going to be the one.
3: Yeah.
4: And I felt so much better because, you know, we're reading this, and all of a sudden he's the man, but we don't know, well, did he get anointed by God? You and, know, and he was—he was anointed literally in the womb
3: yeah, yeah.
4: by, by God.
2: Mm. Well, that so, passage in the Bible where Mary and Martha—they're both yeah. pregnant, yeah—and John, you know, leaps for joy saying, inside the womb, yeah. And whoa, well, well, you know, it was like. Because and I was, think it's
4: important to understand that that John just didn't come out, walk of into life. the the picture, and say, "Here I am, and I'm going to tell you guys stuff." He was—he was chosen and anointed by God. And given the Holy Spirit,
3: yeah,
4: and he was operating th- with the Holy Spirit working through him. So
0: that'd be, be a good introduction. That's where we're going to go next week. Oh, so you, that's good. No, that's good. That's where we're. I mean, in fact, you can even see in here in this prologue, John gets mentioned even in the prologue. Mm-hmm. You know, there's even another section where there's like little parentheses. I mean, so in the prologue, you know, um, John, the author of John also makes a point to highlight John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good.
8: What passage was that, Eric, that you read? Um, it's
4: uh, uh, Luke 1, 11.
7: Thank you. So one of the, um yeah, go Sorry. Yeah. I, you know, I was agreeing with, with Pete, just
1: the idea of the memorization of the occlusio occlu- the we talked about mm-hmm. last week. Right. So verse 12, yeah. and, and just the nut of the prologue, yeah, of getting that
7: into us. Mm-hmm. Um, I just so I, you know, I well. Wait till, you, wait till
0: wait till you're done like with Isaiah 15. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> no, I mean, exactly. Look, <laughs>
3: all the pieces
6: of the pie
1: at one time. <laughs> this,
6: one, this one seems a lot
3: easier than Isaiah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm I'm sure sure it's a lot, lot easier. easier. <laughs> a lot easier. I'm 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 I'm, I'm
0: getting close,
1: scary. but I'm yeah.
0: almost I'll, almost there. So we'll see,
7: so a quick yeah. contextual kind of question. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, so in verse 18, no one has seen God. The only God who is at the Father's side. He is. Make him known. Um, and as we were studying in Isaiah 6, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, where he says, uh, woe is me, I'm undone because of unclean lips. Make
0: uh, him uh, nine and 10? We Just about where
7: uh, he sees, uh, he says, I, my eyes have seen the king,
4: the
6: Lord mm-hmm. of hosts. So mm-hmm. kind of explain that. He's, he sees
0: Christ. He sees Christ. Oh, yeah, remember, so, we, yeah, know yeah, yeah, exactly, did that in Isaiah? Yeah. which is pretty crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. In so Isaiah. my eyes have seen the King, and uh, as you were teaching us, this is well. John teaches us that. In Isaiah, yeah, in the Lord in of John hosts. twelve. We find out that Isaiah is actually seeing Christ. Yes. Right. Right. And John
8: is saying here, no one is seeing God. The only God we're seeing Christ.
0: That's a really good point, which is interesting because then you, I'm just wondering when you say that, because it says, you know, there's this tension between, like, Moses seeing God, not seeing God. I mean, who's seen God? I never thought of this, so he just said that. Maybe what people are actually seeing is Christ, who ultimately is God. The one who yeah. reflects so, is God. But is can you God clear here? something up? Big time know. right now is it
3: <laughs> pressure that people will
8: never see the father? No, I'm not. no. Oh, that's a huge discussion. Right. Right. Okay. That's all. <laughs>
6: <laughs>
8: if, you've, if you've seen, if, seen the if, son,
6: you've seen I, the father. Yes. There right. is a description yeah. of the father, though. Huh? There is a description of
0: the father, though. Where's the that? Bible? About this? About being spirit? Uh, or
6: yeah. I'll,
0: I'll find it. Well, I mean, I know in John, it talks about God as spirit and truth, I'll but you say what he looks like. like? In the book of Revelation. You're bringing up a really fascinating question, which I don't I don't know. But now it makes me think, in Revelation, what are we seeing? We are seeing. So it does say God is now among his people. So in that sense, I would say we would see God because he now lives among us in Revelation 21. But then I also know what we're seeing also is Jesus because it's talked about the Lamb. So, yeah, I'd, you mm. know, maybe just the answer is yes to the all those questions. I don't know. It's good. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll get back to you in a few thousand years. As they say in business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so um, everyone's open to John 1. Everyone's got their, so, um, and I think Pete. Pete um, brought this up in the and when we're talking about John one, this prologue here, as really being a beautiful way of expressing the gospel. In fact, sure, guys. I mean, you guys got a challenge, so you guys can all start memorizing the prologue. You know, maybe by the time we're done with John, we'll have the whole prologue memorized. Did you memorize a lot of um, prologue? Uh, <laughs> a of the prologue? Or, or John's the prologue. The prologue.
6: You got to memorize uh, a lot of parts of it. I'd have to sit there and piece it together.
0: That's what we're All right, doing. well, we're, work on that, and then you can come in and do that for us. <laughs> we ought be challenged to do it. But last week we talked about one of the reasons John is writing the prologue is because he's trying to go, particularly the first few verses, he's going directly against and trying to speak to the whole Greek culture about what logos is. All right. about saying, that, there, if you remember last week, that no, there's not this static thing, there's not this impersonal types and all this other stuff that's up there in heaven that we can't reach, that what John's doing is saying, the Logos that you think is these archetypes and all those things, really what the Logos is, is a God who is what? Jesus. He is Jesus. He is a God that is personal. He's a God who comes down to what does John say to have a relationship? Yeah. To tabernacle to be mm-hmm. in home with us. He's a guy who'd walk into the Bible study right now. Okay? okay? I mean, he he wants to be, he he comes to, I mean, the most intimate terms to live in our house <laughs> is what he's saying when he's saying tabernacle. I, I mean, that's how personal God is. That is so radically against everything that's Greek and I think it goes back to even our culture today that's what's so radical about our God is that he is a God who desires and has seeks a personal relationship with each of us and to a degree even more than any of us can know each other Um, so John's speaking to that in this prologue but what he's also doing which you guys are sort of picking up on right now is in this prologue John is doing what people would normally do in an introduction. He is trying to hit on all the main themes, in which he's going to now talk about as we walk through John. So you're going to see in John 1, 1 through 18, you're going to see these themes brought out, and as we start going through John, you're going to just see, keep going, prologue, 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 <laughs> okay? Which is a good reason to memorize the prologue. Um, because you're going to see the stuff just come unglued, come unthreaded, um, where you're going to see all these things come back to the prologue. So I want you guys to look right now at John, just, and we just sort of do this, whatever you see there, think about it. Start looking at John 1, 1, and let's just start going down, and we're we'll do this somewhat quickly. But what are the things you think John is saying in this prologue that we're going to hear John talk about as we go through John? What subjects? All right? So, just look. Just look. I mean, you can just pick out anything in the prologue, but just go, okay, what do you think we're going to hear John talk about later also um, in the prologue? So, for example... We just, we just did it. <laughs> um, and I think, what did you quote? You quoted John, another part 3, of John. 314, 318, 14, 18, 3, 18, right. 18, And what was that around? That was around the verse, the light shines in the darkness. Right. And darkness has not overcome it. We're going to see this theme of light and darkness come up multiple times through John. All right. When you guys, look at this. What are the things you think, just looking at the opening here? What are the things you think we're going to see? Everything was made through him. Okay, very good. Everything was made through him. All right. So this idea that Jesus is the creator of everything. So there's
5: more about creation in the book. Well, yeah,
0: very possibly. Yeah.
8: What else? Jesus and the Father. They're basically talking about the Trinity.
0: Okay, excellent. All right. So the Trinity. So we're going to see this whole relationship of where you—I think you just be. said that right in verse eighteen. Right. No one's ever seen God; the only God who is the Father's side. You're going to see this relationship I mean, all I mean, to John about that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the process of who believe in His name.
9: The process of those who did not know Him will know Him. Excellent.
3: So hey, this I mean, idea of belief. That. The people knowing
0: mm-hmm. him. All right. I mean, we'll even see Tom, you are about creation. Not to get ahead of ourselves, but we're going to see God. We're going to see Jesus displaying his ability to do things with creation, with the modern mind. One of the greatest miracles of all is for him to take that. I mean, that means he has power over creation. He can actually create something out of nothing. Yeah. So. Question that came up when you said the word personal.
3: Mm-hmm.
9: Personal, and it seems to be, it could be a number of definitions. What does that mean to each person? Yeah. Some would say, oh, I have a personal relationship because I get divine intervention or insights or whatever, but mm-hmm.
3: um,
9: or personal because I get emotional or he guides me. That's t- the personal part, is probably the hardest part to me. Um, to, to grasp mm-hmm. what does it mean to be personable or personal. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming that as we go through this, he's going to tell us what that means to be have a personal relationship with him. Not because we have the Spirit of God, but more because he's given the light of his revelation in his Word. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's not... Oh, or, or, let's just let, let me not say it's not, but um, I'm wondering if it could have many meanings,
3: or does it have one or two meanings? That this is specifically what a personal relationship looks
0: like with Jesus. Great question. to keep in mind as we go through. So, I guess the question I would ask, I could ask you first, when you think of personal. So, before I ask that question, we. It could, um, I say Christianity, particularly, probably maybe since the Jesus movement. I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not no expert on this, but I think the idea of this question that people would ask, you know, uh, Mike, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus? I mean, that was like a, a theme that was going along that people would ask people a lot of. What I think is interesting about that question is, really what we're going to see in Scripture is is God is the one who is seeking to have a personal relationship with us. Mm-hmm. And we turn that into me trying to have a personal relationship with God, which we do, but it's because ultimately God has that and seeks that with us.
9: To so me, I feel like yeah. we define what it means to have a personal relationship with Him versus He yeah. defining it for us.
0: Okay, excellent. Yeah. So that's a good thing, and we will see that big time. As to what does God mean by that? Right. So when you guys think, when you think of the word personal, what comes to mind? If someone was to ask, or you were to say, "I have a personal, I have a personal relationship with someone," what does that even mean to you? Um, do you guys? When you hear the word personal, let what, let your guard down. Let your guard down. Okay,
3: you know them, and they know you.
0: Okay. You know them and they know you. All right. I think about
2: like the personal relationship I have with my wife when it's really uh-huh. good I forget about myself. And I'm her I put her whatever she wants or needs or I'm focused on that. So I would think maybe a personal relationship with God is when you can really get yourself out of the way and focus on God and focus on Jesus. Hmm.
9: I have a definition in my head that I don't know that it helps me, but it does in a way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because his relationship always seems to be in this marriage context, bride, bride, bridegroom, covenant, Hebrews, blah, blah, blah. But I think it is a covenant, but even then, am I warm and fuzzy about it because I have a personal relationship about it, with it?
3: Mm -hmm. It, Maybe not,
9: but it's a promise, it's a commitment. That's as far as I can know to go with it.
0: All right. Yeah. Chad, you are going to say? Yeah, I've just been, like,
8: wrestling with this a lot lately, and I think to fully understand it, like, I always need to think about, like, really granular- granularly, like, of, like, personal, like, every single little thing in my life, like, waking up, brushing my teeth, going on a walk mm-hmm. in the morning, like, spending that time of cheese. because it's too easy to, to, to just for me to skip over, like, oh, yeah, I have a personal relationship, I read my Bible day. Kind the of day. I pray sometimes, because that becomes very non-personal to me, it just becomes like a schedule, that comes mm-hmm. no different than any, like, business meeting I'm going to have, or, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So when I think of it more granular, like, yeah, like, on my walk, and then the next thing, and then each little part. So what Um, makes that personal? Well, it makes it personal because it's like letting God into parts of my life that not everyone gets to be a part of.
3: Mm. There you go. That's interesting. so So like, typically
8: a lot of those, even when you're with someone, you know, if I'm going to walk and meet a friend, like, there's a time where I'm walking by myself, or when I wake up in the morning, it's... It could very much be an alone time, but mm-hmm. instead, it's like a it's very difficult to always make this choice, and it's a constant decision. But like when I like trying to f- define what I'm pursuing, it's to let God into all those moments that could be my own.
3: Hmm.
10: Yeah, we yeah. spend a lot of our lives uh, asking the question, "Who are you?" And we we might say it differently. We say, what do you do? Uh uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Asking other people that question? Yeah, Mm -hmm. Uh Yeah. What do you do? Mm -hmm. You're a doctor, or you pick up the garbage, or do lawns, or take food. We're always in trying to answer that question for other people about ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because they are trying to figure out to evaluate us, yeah. or to put us on a scale around this side or on this side, and they move us back and forth on the scale and figure out try to, who we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the guy that was my best man lives in Colorado, and um, he's starting to lose coordination in his hands, so he can't <laughs> um I looked on my computer last week, and uh, I've written him 804 letters wow. uh, that I keep all on special file just for him. Yeah. Wow. And uh, <clears throat> he said, I want to answer the question, who am I? And that's just been rolling around in my head for the past three weeks. Who am I? Can I answer that for myself?
3: Hmm.
10: Uh, So I've been writing, trying to describe who I think I am. Uh uh, Usually we put that off on somebody else. Who do you think I am? And so you you ask these questions. I'm finding it pretty difficult. To answer uh, that question? To answer the question. I tend to want to move to, what have I I done? done? Yeah. You know, so starting out, you know, when I was a little guy, I did this and this and this. So it's pretty hard to identify for myself. Hmm. Who am I? But we're always being asked, who are you? Yeah. Especially to a stranger who you're challenged, you know, what gives you the authority? (laughs) And I think that's what we're doing here Mm -hmm. is we're laying that groundwork of who is this guy? Yeah, there you go. And yeah. then we're gonna see uh-huh. that through the rest of the chapter. Uh-huh. Who is he and what gives him credibility and what validates him? Or should we place him on a scale of belief?
3: Mm-hmm.
10: So those are the things I need to think about right now.
3: Yeah.
4: Yeah, Eric. I struggle with the same thing. And what occurs to me is is that Christ came to be in relationship with us. And he's the truth. And the problem is the world keeps pulling us away from the truth Mm -hmm. and trying to distract us and pull us off the path. And so I keep going back, there's only one truth. And so that helps me judge the distractions of the world pulling me away from that relationship. And when you think of it in those terms, you know when that happens.
0: <laughs> yeah. Good. So, let's, I mean, and I think your question is good. I mean, it's actually a really good one for what I do want to focus on as we go through John is trying to better understand what, we're not going to see the word personally be used, but that's why I ask the question when we say a personal relationship, when God says he has that with us or seeks that with us and we're to have it with Him. What does that really look like? Okay. And that's one, actually one of the reasons why I chose John is because I want us to explore that is we so much can have a knowledge about God or learn about God, but are we, do we know God? It goes back to what, um, what Bruce said, two people knowing each other, not just, and that's the word know in scripture is mostly not. Knowing about something, knowledge about someone, but it's the personal knowing of someone. Okay, it's sort of like when you say about your wife, the Patty. Intimacy. Right? It's, intimacy. It's it's uh, a it's this personal intimacy, and I think going to what you said. I mean, we're a bunch of guys sitting up here, but I would say we generally make the um, I don't know if it's a good assumption or not. The women tend to be better at trying to get at the. <laughs> It's not so much, okay, yeah, you did this and you do this, but more something else. So if you think about that, what would you say women tend to, I'm going to characterize here, <laughs> what do women tend to more try to get at about that? Your feelings, how, you, how they made you feel. How you feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So knowing is not just about the things you do, but joking, what are you whatever. feeling right now? Yeah,
2: yeah. We forget okay. <laughs> isn't there
4: an element of trust
2: I knew oh you would.
0: A huge element of trust not
2: yeah.
4: yeah trust i mean trust I'm is sure. earned yeah.
0: <laughs> right and i would say that's a good point because there you go with a relationship again right a relationship trust is built under relationship yes so as an example i can talk to eric and I can find out from Eric a whole lot of things about Dale, I'm going to assume, because they've been friends for a long time. You guys have been, how long have you guys been friends? 60 years. Okay. <laughs> S- wow. 60 years? Okay. <laughs> so. They-
4: <laughs> We're just getting going. Yes. Actually uh, <laughs> <Ashley>,
0: 61. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, uh, but I can, I could go to, um, Eric and I could probably sit down with Eric and find out all these things about Dale. None of that is going to build my trust in Dale unless I have that relationship with Dale where that trust is built. So I'd say you can't build a relationship of trust with someone or with God outside of your interaction with God. Um, we're going to see actually as we go along, I'm not going to give it away, but as we get in John 4, there's a whole scene that takes place and talks about what we're talking about right now. Um, with that, so um, but it does jump us way out in front. If
10: you know Eric and you have a relationship with Eric, uh huh, and then we meet and he validates me, right?
0: It helps you to make a big leap. I might trust you quicker, you're saying? Yeah. Well, that's what yeah. we're talking about
5: here in this first chapter: bearing yeah. witness, John's bearing yeah, witness of Jesus coming. Yeah. It's like, I'm He's giving him an excellent reference. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> yeah, yeah. So you you would trust it, but no, no, I no, I don't. know. I think which can also be a problem too, right? I maybe mean, maybe not you can, the word trust, some, right? Some elements of I think what he's knowing. saying is that I'm I might know about Dale yes. through Eric. Yes, probably that would mean that if I start talking to Dale because I see how much Eric trusts Dale, maybe I might jump to that sooner. Be a good start. But that's not, yeah. it might be a start, but it's still not my trust. I mean, I've got it's to not build your personal, trust personal relationship with Dale. Right, yeah. right, right, right. right. Um, and you can get in trouble with that, too. A personal law <laughs> <lock laughs> on Dale. Yeah. 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 We
4: trust me, I'm from the government. <laughs>
10: <laughs> yeah, just don't go there.
5: on this personal thing Uh um, um, men tend to less women less but men tend to have a guard up and I remember this was very profound when I first heard it from a guy a few years ago it's hard for God to love us he wants to love us but we have our guard up so for to have a personal relationship we men, men need to let him love us.
3: Hmm.
10: Hmm. Yeah. I think that's true in all relationships because we have uh, I wrote a paper once on meaning of wife and all that you know, a bunch of stuff, but part of it dealt with love. And uh, I I think we have to learn to allow people to love us through practice.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Because most of us are insecure and insecurity yeah. we, we put up
10: we're right. afraid of people getting in. Right. Um, it's like how many people have died through suicide and they've left a note indicating that they didn't feel loved. Yeah. But there's a whole family left behind that would say we love them yeah. but the person never for whatever reason Felt perceived experience how loved what they love.
3: Uh-huh.
10: And this idea of Perceiving love, I think, gives us freedom that other people don't have. I think it's real critical to live a meaningful life. You really have to perceive and accept the love of Christ. And if you can't do that, you don't ever really have a meaningful relationship with
6: Christ until you can allow Him to love you. This reminds me of something. So you asked me last week because I said we were talking about um, speaking Jesus, right? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I said I did that, and then yeah, and then he, he challenged me
3: like, okay, when or
6: what was the situation? Uh-huh. And I was like, man, I know I did, but I didn't have the example.
3: <laughs> and then afterwards, I th- I thought of them all, and I was like, oh yeah, when you're taking a shower.
6: <laughs> but one of them was um, with the the GM that works that works for me, my employees, a GM, and. Um, your employee is a G- well, yeah, GM for you. For your GM company. for me. Yeah, gotcha. And then our other employee, another one of our employees, one of the factory workers, basically had disclosed that she was suicidal and she had been
3: uh, abused, kind of growing up, <coughs> and all these different things. And, and
6: she kind of disclosed she was suicidal. And we were talking. And it was like, well, what can we do for her? There's, you know, he said the, the company kind of doesn't care. Well, the company's not a person, right? And we're people, and we care. But me and he, he's a Christian, so me and him, we know like the only thing that could possibly help her is Jesus, and 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 that's what I said. I said because hmm. he's like, well, how could we help her? Kind of, and I said the only, the only possible help for her is Jesus. That's what I said. And it hmm. was like, speaking okay, to Jesus, yes, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there then uh-huh. he said, yeah, you're right, right? And then um, a day or two later, he let me know <clears throat> he had a conversation with her and basically presented the gospel to her, hmm. like at, at work, right? And she accepted. Hmm. And so he he's connecting her with a pastor. In the city she lives in, that he knows, Uh you know, a a woman pastor.
0: Yeah. really smart for him to do that too. Yes, (laughs)
6: yeah. And but it was you know, and he's like, I think this is, you know, part of the reason why I'm here because he just started working for me a few months ago, and and I said, yeah, this is that's a real ministry. And I said, you know, if people, if if anything negative comes 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 about, you know, comes. From you talking to people about Jesus, don't worry about it. Like, we'll deal with that. Right. Don't ask HR ever if it's
3: okay or <laughs> whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Ask <laughs> HR. <laughs> 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 no, but
2: you get an email from HR.
0: Ask for forgiveness later.
3: Yeah, just- <laughs> it's like, come on, come challenge me. You know, like I,
6: I said, we have power and influence, and we can yeah. use our power and influence for good. Right. There's a lot of people that use their power and influence for evil. Uh-huh. We can use our power and influence for good. we'll go head to head with whoever yeah. that we need to. For. But, but that was one example, That's and a, I think that awesome encouraged example. him. Yeah, and yeah then He presented the gospel to mm-hmm. to her because she, you know, she said she wanted she wanted happiness, and he said "Well, joy is better than happiness, and there's only there's only one place that joy comes from, you know."
3: Hmm.
0: And so he, pre- yeah. So praise okay. God. I mean, that's a, yeah that right there is a great example of what I'm talking about when we talk about this idea as we're going through John to learn to speak Christ, you know, in our world again. To learn to just do that again. Mm-hmm. To try to get, figure out creative ways in which to do that. Um, because that's the power. The power is through sharing the Christ. The and, yeah, powers in the name. Powers, I mean, we, we've sort of been pushed down a lot. I feel that a lot of, Sort of society is pushed us down, like you're not supposed to be doing that type of stuff. And I'm not oh, even right. in your time of more direct sharing, which is great. But there's a lot yeah. of ways we can just speak the name of Christ and talk about who He is and everything without having to be like, you know, that's, <laughs> a, that's also
6: an <laughs> extreme example. If somebody comes to you like suicidal, yeah, that's an extreme example. Yeah, Where it's like, all right, well, we might not have enough. We not have. We might not have very much time here to let right. it develop. Yeah, it's like.
7: Yeah, you need to direct. Yeah, I good. had a. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, just I'll say. It yeah. I, I um, after I thought about what you said last week, I'm involved in a lot of activities and careers, um, and I had an opportunity a couple times to mention Jesus' name, because um, mainly, like a lot of the people I'm involved, they always talk about higher power, or love, or God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Somebody mentioned mm-hmm. that to me the other day. He said, "Doesn't everybody always speak about God?" And that's when I came back came back with what you said. So I used it twice. Um, and to be honest with you, I thought it was really powerful. I, th- I felt really comfortable with it. I'm usually not scared about things like that, but I, I always kind of back off a little bit from saying the word Jesus. But after what you told me, I, I felt really good about it. Hmm. Um, the only problem I have with it, and I'm just be honest with this group, yeah. is that I'm here for that reason because I feel like I have, the desire to have the faith, it's kind of like in Luke where he talks about, you know, I want to believe, but, you know, give me the power to believe more.
3: Mm-hmm.
7: So I'm, it's kind of like, I don't feel like I'm a hypocrite, but I feel like I'm trying to learn more. Like, you yeah. know, I've, I've been studying the Bible for two years now. Um, a classmate of mine uh, rang me a Bible two years ago and helped me. And then I lost him in COVID, mm-hmm. um, but I remains, you know, with my faith, and um, it's interesting because yeah. what you told me, I felt really strong and powerful about saying it, and I, I, I feel like the people were were not embarrassed, were not shocked, mm-hmm. but. I guess they just never. They're they're just not. They just don't know about Jesus. Did you know people react at all? Did they react to? Him? Oh yeah, one right of them like, was yeah. on a really long. We were hiking Mount Baldy last oh, last week, yeah. uh-huh. and uh, we, were, so just, we were summiting the top. And, um, and I said, "Hey Roy, I go. You know, you're really powerful. You know, get all this whole group up here. You know, it's like a, it's pretty amazing. We're training for the High Sierras, and um, I go, it's, I I know I know you really believe in a higher power.' I go you spread, you spread the, the word so good. I, I wonder you'd, what you'd be like to spread the word of Jesus. And I don't know why I even said that. You know, we're about ready to hit the summit, you know. <laughs> and there's snow up there on top, you know. And it just came to me. Like, wow. And, you know, he didn't, you just got to be afraid about scaring somebody away. <laughs> but I don't think that, I mean, we're so close. And I know we love each other. And I, I think he just looked at it like, you know, this is maybe something Ken, Kenny wants, desi- desires for me, yeah. you know, and I just left it like that, and I feel like I planted a seed, you know, like maybe, because yeah. we, our relationship is like every day, we hike almost every, we hike this morning at four o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. we, you know, we're always together, his wife hangs around with my wife, and I feel like maybe one of these days he's going to talk to me about it, you know. Mm. That was so smooth.
8: Yeah.
2: Oh
3: my God. That was, that a was just yeah. great.
2: There's, there's a verse in the Bible somewhere about yeah. uh, yeah. read What you're saying it says
0: be ready and
2: be uh, out well, Lord. Yeah. Help me with my disbelief. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. And I don't yeah. know where that's it's it's um
6: I believe, but um, help me with my disbelief. I think it's Jesus so was, was going to yeah. do a miracle, and then all he there. asked the father but uh, the father of the, the girl, whoever it was, mm-hmm. do you believe that I can do this? And they said, I believe, but help my unbelief. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And That's, no, not That's the one. It was like, yeah. sufficient. Yeah.
0: And, and, I, and I think that, so, what, I, I love what you just were sharing there. Because one of the things I'm trying to learn to do is communicate what I mean by speaking Christ. Because I'm trying to learn how to think about this and us all wrestle with it together. And I think all of you guys just sharing how sort of helps with that yeah. is... Just even being, even having in your mind to be ready to be able to do things. Start setting your mind on Christ. Mm -hmm. So part of it, you know, I showed the little thing with the pouring and everything last week. Is if you start setting your mind on learning, as we're going through John, getting that in you and learning Christ, as it says in Ephesians 4.20. And being ready and looking for those opportunities Pretty soon what you will start noticing is that you are actually yourself thinking about Christ. (laughs) You're having a personal relationship more with Christ ongoing during the day because you're looking or at least aware that I have those opportunities. Okay. I'll say it now. I'm going to say it later. So one of my challenges for you guys to think about, and we'll see as we go through John, But I have a lot of confidence, also, because I've seen this happen um, in places where we've intentionally, intentionally trying to do this. Is we tend to have all of us, I think, and I would, I would invite you to do this. We're going to do it right now, maybe this week. Write down in your journal, privately for yourself, what is something you're really trying to work on in yourself. You know, it can be, it can be an obvious sin. It can be a struggle. It can be a problem with a relationship you have with your spouse. It can, be, it can be something where you go, this is something I would like to see your my faith help me change, transform. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'd like to see Jesus come in and help change that in me. Alright. A lot of times we tend to, to focus on that thing <laughs> and we try to make ourselves not sin anymore. Okay? Or make ourselves you know, be better or something, and it doesn't work. Or it works for a little bit and then just sort of goes away. What I have seen over and over again, both personally and also in ministry, is something is different than when you really start focusing on Christ and you start speaking Christ and start learning to get him out of you, (laughs) is the way I'm going to put it, all right? Mm -hmm. That you will find out that through that, over time, those things that you end up having issues around, that you go, I wish Jesus would change this, or I pray, I pray, and it's not going away, is that you're being obedient to Christ when you're speaking Him into the world. Okay? And that as you're doing that, you will see this. I, I can't say I promise this because I'm not God. But if you do that, you will start seeing Christ come into parts of your life and change parts of your life you never thought could be changed or that you struggle with changing. So I want you to just give that thought as we walk through John here, okay, that if you have those things, maybe even intentionally write it down in your journal. Another way of thinking about it, if you're married, for example, if you have someone close to you, what would, let's say if you're married, you know, what would your wife say, I wish... Greg would change. <laughs> okay? That you know it's you uh, something that you're not doing well with your <laughs> wife, for example. What would my wife say? Write down. Write that down. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> okay? Good. Like that. And this gets back to what we talked about with the personal relationship. As you start developing that personal relationship with Christ, as you start, which is part of that is learning Him, speaking Him, I will say what you will start seeing is that you're the very presence of God, and that personal relationship with God grows. And through that, God comes in and changes those things in your life. And you don't even have to, you go, oh, that's a, I don't have that problem anymore. Instead of trying to intentionally try to change something. So anyway, just think about that as we walk through John. Maybe think about in your lives what you would like to see change with that. Yeah. Um, so as there, we do those close? little things you're talking about, I think you start seeing that happen. Yeah. Uh, I was just putting a
5: title on what you're saying. It's like, o- obedience opens up the side door to miracles.
0: Yeah, good way to put it. Transformation, change, becoming like Christ. How do you want to put it? Yes. That, that Well, obedience exactly. in this case, speak speak my name. You know, evangelize. That's Just right. say my name. That's right. And you're now in obedience to him. You're in that relationship but then He comes in and actually starts changing your life. I mean, life. you're Pete, right?
9: Yeah, Peter. Your your example
0: was
5: right on with that. It just started a chain reaction of of miracles for that girl. Yeah. And you so, mentioning yeah. Jesus to your co- right. Yeah, the name of Christ, the yeah. power You could have said, the, uh, "Well, maybe we should talk to God about this." <laughs> you know? Yeah. Didn't, have didn't have the power of the didn't have the power of the name yeah. of Jesus yeah. in yeah. that.
0: And I, and I love what you were saying, too, because so much of our society right now, there's the words of higher power. Spiritual. Spiritual is like, you know, the buzzword. Everyone's to be spiritual. How can I be spiritual? I mean, as we learned when we're going through Galatians, for Paul, spiritual means one thing. The spirit of God that you have in you because you believe in Christ working through you. Period. There's no other spiritual <laughs> okay that's what it means in the Bible and that's what Paul means when he says spiritual we take it to be like mm-hmm. any other yeah Eric
4: you're getting ready to summit, and what's happening is you're making yourself vulnerable by what you're saying what occurs to me there's a liability to being vulnerable in that instant because mm-hmm. you don't know What's to come back, right. and so that I think it's that little bit of liability that holds us back, yeah. because we don't know what kind of response we're going to get,
0: and it's a risk.
4: Oh, absolutely! Can I share a story about that? Yeah,
0: it's a, it's, a, it's a risk of rejection, right? Yeah, yeah. This is great. Yeah. So, Pastor Greg is giving <laughs> us this, this homework to do. Um, a group of I'm a, Trying to think of a better word than homework, but <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 yeah, um, but.
9: At Strands, every other Wednesday, we have a group of Christians that walk Strands, and we fellowship, worship at Strands. So, two women joined us, and they had flags that said Jesus on them. And I'm like, okay, we're going to go all around Strands. (laughs) What was your first thought when you saw those flags? I, I was like, okay, well, okay, this is it. You know. Um this is yeah. interesting. Strands down the beach. So point. Yeah. Strands and walk around over. the thing mm-hmm. twice and we fellowship and then we come back, have a little food and do worship. And um <laughs> they were walking and they wanted to take pictures on the other side of strands as we come up the, the mountain or come up the side uh the uh the steps. And so a surfer surfer's going one direction and they're taking pictures and they're putting the, the flags out there and the whole thing and I'm like go do your thing That's good. <laughs> um, and so I was surprised at my own reaction to it but they were pretty outspoken you know and so they were very proud to, to share the flags and see the sunset and you know, whatever right. and so one surfer guy came up uh, was going in the opposite direction and the guy shouted out does that say Jesus he said yeah bro yeah and he's all F. Jesus. So this is exactly what you're thinking. Every time you think, oh, if, if I mention Jesus, this is going to happen. And so he's just F. Jesus. And we're all like, oh, come on, brother. Come on, dude. That's not cool. He, but he said, then he said, well, in a good way.
3: So I don't <laughs> oh, have any idea what that <I'm> means. <laughs> uh, but
9: a but what it did do for me. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, f Jesus, and we're all, dude, really? And he says, put it in a good way. Uh, Yeah, he was already hiking up the mountain, so he was out of sight by that time. And I thought to myself, okay, this is exactly what everybody's afraid of, right? Everybody's kind of fearful of getting this backlash. But what I noticed happened was, it's an Einstein quote, don't forsake, like, holy curiosity. I wanted to know. Why? What is it about Jesus that you would... What was it? What is it that you say? Why do you say that? But in a curiosity, in a loving, gracious way, Mm -hmm. and not like a shrieking, like, uh, or whatever. Not combative. Yeah, not a combative way. So it was just interesting that being confronted with exactly what we tend to feel when Jesus flags are out there and everybody's taking pictures and people are looking at us going, oh, okay, these are the wackadoos, you know, and and actually when they, when you're confronted with it I was surprised to feel that I just was more interested in getting to know him and understanding mm-hmm. why he what, what 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 was it that caused him to say that yeah. and then maybe that would open the door but I didn't go chase him and you know tackle him down or anything but I <laughs> but my hope is that it taught me to know how to combat that or feel a sense of Almost uh, what, empathy, or empathy or compassion mm-hmm. yeah, with, yeah.
0: with that experience because it was like, oh man,
9: bro, yeah, That's that's
3: have that
0: call. I think what's interesting, which I didn't, which is good. I, I would not. I, I like that what you knew, is you're saying, oh well, maybe when you have that negative reaction, what an opportunity to ask the person, well, why do you feel that way? Hundred percent. That was really yeah. What, that's why me. I, I was mean, I never like, thought that's oh, great. What was it? Yeah.
9: Like, why, why, that's pretty strong. What, what's, what's behind that?
0: Yeah.
10: You have any idea how angry somebody has to be
9: to to, yeah. to do that? Yeah. And to say in a good way. So we're just going. Yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know what that means. Looks yeah. like he's no. angry but funny. Yeah. cutting. Me and I I my think
3: buddy think looked at each like. Think that's that's new. It, new. Maybe I think the Never heard
9: he's that, he's that one. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe to see our reaction to it, and we were we were like. Oh man, come on! It wasn't George Carlin. <laughs> no, 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 it <laughs> was not. <laughs> but it just it caused me not to feel it's a great have man. that shriek or feel of hmm. retaliation or weird yeah. or shrieking away from it. But it just really caused me to be curious about his soul and mm. who he was and you know where that where does that come yeah. from? Yeah, it yeah. Takes mm. some of the fear away too. It did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, because yeah. I've never That's been confronted huge. like that before. You'll be ready next time. It's huge.
6: Wow. What's yeah. the comeback to that? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I know. <laughs> <Chaser>. <laughs> yeah, just asking, Yeah, why do you
3: feel that way? Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 everything it's everything. exactly. You know. Yeah. Hey, well,
9: let's talk. If I could, if it was more in proximity, because he was kind of heading out. It was. It, it was pretty slick, though. He was already on his way, pretty much out before he said it. But it
0: was just more of. he uh, say with uh, anger or with sort of a uh, just. The, it was very like nonchalant. It was nonchalant. Yeah. It was like a drive-by shooting. <laughs>
9: yeah, it was totally. It was just a, a drive-by. And boom, it was a drive-by 100. comment. Huh. F Jesus, and it only when we said, "Oh man, really?" and then he says, "Well, in a in a, in a good way," because <laughs> he wasn't mad at you
8: personally. No, yeah, that's why he said it. Yeah, because
1: he had no uh, adversarial hostility toward no. you. No, just because He wasn't mad. Let's yeah. not feel yeah. No, no, no,
0: no. It wasn't an F, yeah. And then, if that was the case, then that's a different story. Would well, was... you recognize him again if you saw him? Yeah. Maybe we'll <laughs> play the... I've been looking, <laughs> looking <laughs> for him. <laughs> well, you know, in a
9: sense. <laughs> I had to buy a surfboard just to go look for him. <laughs> <laughs> you were being very Jesus-like. Because yeah. right? yeah. yeah. love your enemies. Yeah. In a sense, you did. It was interesting to get that kind of response.
2: It could have gone
1: the other way. It could have, I feel like it shows the necessity of Christ in our day and age. I feel like so many people are looking for an adversary. He might not have been mad at you specifically, yeah. but he was hoping to get that coat Like, you were going to be angry and you were going to be violent towards him. Good point. But it shows the grace of God when you are able to just look him in the face and just say, what's wrong? Like, what yeah. do you need? Like, I'm here for you. And that can change hearts. And, like, I've seen it with kids in my generation. It's like, Kids will be walking down the street and just cuss someone out, just say like three words and just totally attack a random person mm-hmm. and they laugh about it and it's like almost like what's wrong, like, what can we do for you, like how can we help you, right. how can we change you and I feel like totally. that's just such an amazing story yeah. yeah, just by representing, just calling out his name and showing the world your love for him. And you sell them back. Oh, trust me, it gets flippant.
9: You feel like, oh, I'll pray for you, you know, <laughs> something like that, yeah. you know, kind of flippant. But that, well, we, it just, that didn't happen, which was good. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't feel like anything. Eric, did
0: you, I don't know if you were, did we What did it does know? is
4: it puts us back in touch with our relationship with Christ. Yeah, very yeah. good. Good totally. point. Yeah, totally
0: really totally good way. point. Very good point. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. puts us back? Big
4: His reaction bad. to the circumstance.
5: So after this hot confrontation, you started thinking about Jesus? You mean uh, Just how I,
9: it's how, you I, react? And how I reacted and how it's I could good. respond to it. it got me to think about how I would do things differently if I had the chance. I got it, it, it actually happened. Instead of it never happened to anyone and we're just fearful for the fact that it might happen. <laughs> it, it actually happened. And I just thought... What, Lord, what would you have me do next time in that situation? Yeah. If I had you, okay, I think your the, react, that, his that, reaction was perfect.
5: That's the big key of where I think this goes is what, what you just said. Lord, what do I do? Yeah. Uh, and when we're talking, I'm thinking about the when uh, uh, Jesus um, said, uh, "You know, I never knew you."
3: Mm-hmm.
5: To those that say, "Hey, we did miracles in your name. Look at all you know, these are religious people." Mm-hmm. I I I never knew you. So when you think? Well, what did he mean? I think it's just re- really simple personal relationship. God's going. You never talked to me. I never heard from you. I never talked to you. You never talked. So hmm. you're saying, and I think it's great. This directive. Let, let's go out and talk to speak Jesus. Right. But it's almost kind of an, an academic push. I mean, we we should be sensitive and asking the Lord all at all times. What do I say now? All right. What do you? What? How do I handle this? Or. Even at the beginning of the day, like, I don't know, one of you guys were saying, you know, you pray at the beginning, say, Lord, open it up. I want to, I, I want to listen, I want to hear. Right. And often, most of the time, in my experience, he doesn't give you, he doesn't speak to you right then. And says, here's what I want you to do today. It's like the still small voice that happens three and a half hours later, you know. And you hear this little voice, and it's like, what was that? You know it was from him. Usually, because you
2: don't want to do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, (laughs) usually, you know, your response, though, honestly, what what did you say? Like, really, dude? Are you kidding? Or something like that? It It, was was just like. What did you say? It it was more of
9: a really. Really? That was. That that was more of a gesture than. And he saw us. And then I think when he saw my gesture, it was, well, in a good way.
2: (laughs) It got him (laughs) to at least do
9: that. So it you, just you planted a seed. It was really random. So maybe come may back a couple of Wednesdays from now and be all, you know, I should apologize for what I said.
2: That seed may be yeah. on a rock, but you planted a seed, and you didn't lose it. <laughs>
6: yeah. I think I, I think the name of Jesus uh, elicits a visceral response. Yeah. Either yeah. way, yeah. absolutely, 100%. love or hate. It's yeah. like it's, it's such You spoke a, out of love. It's such a divisive. Hundred percent. Right. Yeah. yeah. it's supposed
0: to be offensive. Yeah, and I mean, it gets back to the question we had about God and the great gods and stuff, is God is usually impersonal. So that's why it's safe a lot of times to just say the word God. Like, whatever God is for you, God's for you. But when you say Jesus, you're now talking about a person, a very clear person, who that person is. It's not just this, ooh, God. You're speaking about someone who pretty much everybody knows. Yeah. yeah. Okay, this guy yeah. really lived. He claims to be God, lived among us. Yeah. It's a personal. Lived a it's a personal. Oh, it can be a personal attack when you say that. Right?
6: Yeah. Yeah so, yeah. so you can mock You can mock him. Right. You can uh, <laughs> bow to him as Lord. You can use his name as a swear word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you can hate him. You can love him. Mm-hmm. So all these. My sheep hear my
9: voice, right? And, yeah, so. All um, you know, since
3: we're, I, didn't, I know Greg would have said, like, get behind
0: me, Satan, but I just. Oh, yeah, like, Yeah, right. You know, since you guys were asking about it, you well, actually, I think what you just said, I want turn, I think we maybe did this the first night. turn to Second Corinthians, Chapter two. This is where I sort of get this. Um, Second Corinthians this passage. At. Yeah, yes. Second Corinthians two. Um. I always got my phone, but I brought my Bible. Come on. YouTube. Well, I'm gonna get. That what was it again? Great. Hold on. 2 Corinthians two. And. Well, that's not going to get to you. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not in my line at the right place. Yeah. Um.
5: Read the chapter by
0: the time you. Read. I know, <laughs> a I know. Chapter. I don't know why I'm not. I'm fine. trying <laughs> yeah, to find seventeen. Verse
2: yeah, it's,
0: it's two seventeen. The sinner forgiven? Is under that? First five. Yeah, five why I uh, oh, I. Zero. You know why? Because I'm. I'm like looking at what I thought was two seventeen, which I knew was two seventeen. But I'm looking at three seventeen. I'm going, wait, that's not it. Okay, so look at Second Corinthians 217, oh, two and seventeen. And Paul actually uses this passage. Um, twi- the way he says it, he does it twice, but. Um, in fact, let me oh, just start at good. 2.14, yeah, okay? Well, yeah, um, and this is where I get sort of the approach as we're thinking of the speaking in Christ. So in Second 2 Corinthians 2.14, I'll just start there. It says, but thanks be to God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession and through us spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. I love that, it's beautiful. For we are the aroma of Christ to God, among those who are being saved, and among those who are perishing. It's just a beautiful way to think about how we are to others. How do we smell? (laughs) Okay, in essence. um, To one, a fragrance from death to death. To the other, a fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? And then this is what Paul says. For we are not, like so many, peddlers of God's word. And I, we can talk about what that means. But more specifically, it's what he says now. This is, I think, the approach I'm s- suggesting us take as we go through John and learn to speak Christ. Is, but as men of sincerity, and that's like integrity. Very important word here. So we don't just go off and, you know, <laughs> just say, oh, you believe in Jesus. Or, you know, we, we're doing this from a sincere heart. are doing this being led by the Spirit, like we was happening with you. We're doing this genuinely to bring people into a personal relationship with Christ. Or to just be with someone who already is a Christian and just talk about Christ together. So he says, "...but as men of sincerity, sincerity, as commissioned by God, in the sight of God, we speak in Christ." So there's that idea that what we do is we speak, and we're speaking Christ, we're speaking in Christ, we're speaking out of that relationship we have with him. What is fascinating here is that Paul says, in the sight of God, that word sight there actually means presence. Hmm. So what he gets at, I'd say this passage, he also says the same thing in um, 1219, is that we have the Spirit in us. We always you know, say that we have the spirit because we, if we are believers in Christ, the spirit lives in us. That's the presence of God living in us. But that presence needs to do more than just be in us. It needs to come out through our mouth. That's expressed. okay. We need to speak it. And so when we are speaking it, we're actually the, we are bringing Christ, the fragrance of him, to the world. Because we're not just the spirit by itself. But it's also the words of Christ that we're speaking to others. We become like in the image of Christ to others when we do that. Um, If we just sit there and go, I'm sitting here and yeah, I have the spirit in me and I don't say anything. The presence of God, there's no action. There's no activity of being Christ in the world. It's when we actually take that presence in us and then speak Christ and talk about him in the world that the we're being that fragrance of Christ to others. It's all about reflecting that light. Yeah, it is. And that's what I'm saying, when you do that, you will see him come inside of you, and you will become more and more like him. In a practical sense,
10: for all of us
0: that have a professional life,
10: Mm -hmm. um, for me, it was either dealing with students or lifeguarding. Um, I had a boss once that Challenged me to play what if. You know. So he'd come down to my tower and sit with me and say, let's let's play what if. You know. And I, at first I didn't really understand what he was what talking asking?
3: about. Uh-huh. I said, Well, think <clears>
10: of something, you know. Maybe a boat blew up. <clears throat> Boat's coming by and it blows up. What do you do? So we would run through burning boat and people in the water and all the rest of that stuff. His point was, is that to not get caught off guard, Mm -hmm. to not get caught off guard, you have to pre-think an answer,
3: Mm -hmm.
10: and you have to have this all thought out first. You look up and here's some guy falling out of a plane, and you go, really? Or a plane falls in the water. All those things, you know, some guy stands up in the water and has a spear stuck in him, you
3: know.
10: (laughs) And you, you know, you have to have all those things thought out. His point was, adrenaline helps you to jump, but it doesn't help you to know which way to jump. Mm -hmm. So you have to have that all planned out. So when you get caught by something, it's because you haven't thought about it ahead of time. And then once you think of the answer, when you're not in the situation... You need to practice the answer. Yeah, yeah. So, if in our time of being alone or being a meddling, yeah, mm-hmm. you think about, well, what would I do if some guy said,
3: yeah, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
10: you know, no, yeah. <laughs> that's
3: not a response. Get stuck on yeah, <laughs> yeah.
10: I, I, you know, I would have, I would have been like you. I, he he could have walked a mile before I would have said, what. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to we have to pre-think answers, and then we have to practice the answers, and then we'll be ready. Yeah. Being faced by that, you haven't done either of those things, and so the guy walks away, and, and you're right. still standing there. Okay. Um, a mother did that to me once. I had back-to-school night. It was went rather long talking to people. It was like 10 or 10.30. And I was walking out my door, and I hear this at the front door. And I look, and here's a lady standing there. I go, oh, no. Not another half hour. <laughs> so I walk over. She puts her foot, as I push the door open, she puts her foot in front of it,
3: <clears throat>
10: And she said, I just want to thank you. You altered my son's life last year. And I was so shocked by that statement that she... Walked away before I actually took off after and I lost her. Didn't know the kid's name. She didn't say her name. Nothing. Hmm. But that single statement from that lady changed my life. Hmm. I really started to think about what I was doing as a teacher after
3: that. Hmm.
10: So it was, uh, if we don't practice, if we don't
0: think about it, and we don't practice it, then we can't do it. Yeah. And Only I won't think, do it. Right. yeah, and I th- so which I think is all one of the things that, as we go through here, one of the things I want us to start thinking about doing, Tom and I actually talked about this, which goes right along with what you talked about, was for us to have that elevator speech of (laughs) what would you say, and it goes back to your practice there, okay? Do you know if someone just just out of cold, so it's easy, we're just saying someone out of cold, you have a chance to, to tell someone about Jesus and you have what a minute the elevator speech okay you have a minute what would you say and I think if you were we were to practice that even the mere practicing of it is going to get that inside of us yeah and it might be something for us to consider as we're going through John as we start learning what are those things you would want to say in that 30 seconds what are those things you as we learn about John what are those things that John tells us about Jesus what are those things that we had that chance we would say to someone because guess what if 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 we start doing that we probably will be given the opportunity to do that yeah, <laughs> we start learning that you know so yeah. yeah yes sir
4: um tangential to this whole thing in a way we are our own worst enemy as well Mm -hmm. and uh, one of the things I memorized goes like this that kind of speaks to this don't keep count of offenses or slights that wound you whether whether the wrongdoing was intentional or unintentional as the count mounts your resentment will grow and you'll find it more difficult to forgive Mm -hmm. and I think the key thing is whether it was intentional or unintentional. And what happens is, is that if we hear something in a certain way and pushes our buttons, it's more about us reacting to that than what they intended. And, and it's really important for us to be centered in who we are <coughs> so that it doesn't knock us off balance.
0: Yeah. yeah that's good. To yeah. the
8: Verses, that yeah, that right? would be
0: great, and then I'll. Close, I, I had no idea where we were going to go this direction tonight. This is awesome. I was going to talk about something completely different, but this has been a phenomenal conversation. Just listening <laughs> to you guys talk like this, I mean, this is I, to me. You, you're speaking this heart of what I, I want us to do when we go through John is the stuff that we're talking about right now. So yes, so, so yes.
5: Guys, turn back to John, first chapter. I'm going to read. Verse 9 and 12.
0: John 1?
5: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. John 1, verse 9 and verse 12. Because you were asking what what, we were gaining here. Yep, Uh uh-huh. Anyway, that was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world. And I was thinking how with the fall of man, it was we are condemned and we're born sinners. And it's almost like we're doomed. Mm -hmm. And this is saying just the opposite.
3: Hmm.
5: That was the true light, which gives light to every man, to every man. And then 12, to have a gift, you have to receive it. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, which kind of nails what we're talking about again about Jesus. The name is so powerful. So kind of as you guys were talking there at the end, like having... The elevator speech. Mm-hmm. I mean, this would be a good starting spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, did you know that you, you have a gift? I mean, you, there's a gift that's being offered to you.
3: Yeah.
5: You want it. You know, the receiving <laughs> is later, but they, I mean, most people aren't even aware of that,
0: mm-hmm. a gift, so that's all. And that might be one way, I love it, that might be one way to think about how you approach it with someone. It's just say, you know, I, I know of a gift that you might want. Or something, maybe some, you know, and then take it from there.
5: Well, or like with a suicidal person, it's like there's hope because.
0: Yeah. 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 All right. Well, good. Yeah. Great discussion, you guys. Thanks. Um, So, what we will next week pick up on, um, we're going to start, in fact, if you want to be reading it over and over again. I would recommend, um, I know Chad's done this, if you can still, well, you can. <laughs> so I should say, if you can, read all of John, yeah. okay? It takes about two and a half hours. If you're to listen to it on tape, it takes about two and a half hours, two hours, 15 minutes if you listen to it. Mostly we read faster than we listen on tape um, or in a recording. Read through this whole thing. Okay, and you have have these. Read through and just mark up or do anything, but just read through the entire story of John and just get it in you. Okay, um, and see if and if you can do it by sitting down you know, one sitting, great. If it takes multiple, ones, great, do what Eric does. If you're married or you have someone else, you can read it to, great. Okay, and he can read it back to you. But try to get all the way through John. All right. Um, and then next week we're going to start looking at verses 19 um, and this whole section here about the testimony of John the Baptist. Um, and also I want you next week talk a little bit about, because I keep saying we, to do this, I want to talk a little bit about who do we think the author is and why do we think it is John of Zebedee. Um, what maybe gives us clues for that. Um, just because that's sort of interesting because are some things that we will see in the text gives us some clues to that. So, who would like to close this in prayer? Let's have anybody, any of you want to do that? I'll do it. Okay, Jeff. thanks.
8: God, just thank you for this group of men. Thank you that we could just come here and just uh, focus on you, Jesus. Uh, Jesus, we just pray that uh, we would not be afraid to use your name and we just know there's a power in your name. We pray that we could just go out this week with Focus on you and just a clarity of mind, and also just uh, your protection as we go out. Um, we pray that we could just remain focused on serving you. Amen.